Valley. It was called the Valley of Life. <laughs> Behind Kameno and Makuyu were more valleys and bridges, lying without any discernible plan. They were like many sleeping lions which never walk. They just slept, slept the big sleep of their creator. A river flowed through the Valley of Life. The river was called Honia, which meant cure or bring back to life. Honia River never dried. It seemed to possess a strong will to live, scorning droughts and weather changes. Um, and it goes on to speak about one person who was raised to, to, help, the com uh, to help the two ridges, which lay side by side to come together again. And towards the end of the book, he's labeled a traitor, having, having helped them. And it is interesting, even as we look at, at, at uh, Second Timothy chapter 3, how, how sometimes we ourselves can, can turn to be traitors. The word of God, a word that we have believed, a word that we have known, regardless of the opposition that is in the world, and sometimes we can really be overwhelmed. But today we look at Second uh, Timothy chapter, chapter 3, I have titled the sermon Paying the Price because indeed there is a price that everyone has to pay. There is a meme that, that was going around because Paul is writing to Timothy. But someone imagined how would it be if Paul wrote to the church in Nairobi. And one of the conclusions was written that Paul would just take his pen about to write and he just writes Sinamaon and he gives the letter to them. If we were to bring it home, one of the places I love in Juja is called Gashororo. I just don't know why. But I think the name was very interesting the first time I really heard about it. But he was to write um, a letter to the church in Gashororo. What would Paul say? Possibly because one of my friends who lives there, they, they just moved there and, and some people decided that the things that were in that house were better in another house. <laughs> and, and that happens quite a bit. But Paul, as he lies in his cell, he is a prisoner of the Lord. Paul is preoccupied with the future of the gospel because he foresees a future when the gospel will be at risk. He looks at Timothy, his diffidence, and these are words of John Stott, his posture, his demeanor. Timothy is so weak and the opposition is so strong. And I think that's where we stand. We are weak in and within ourselves in the context that we are in. The opposition is strong, but we have God. And we have to discern these times, these times and stand for God, even as we have been reflecting on, even through the music we have done today. Allow me to read the first portion of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. The Bible says from NIV, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, 
without self-control. Brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure than, rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Brethren, sometimes when we look at some of these characteristics as they are in a Bible that was written ages ago, some of the things are the things that we see now and I've categorized them in certain uh, sub subheadings. The description of human condition in the last days. Part of it is hedonism. And hedonism, you can just note the words and do your research later. Hedonism is an ideological position that views pleasure as the most important pursuit for the man or woman. And this is where the Bible talks about people who love pleasure more than God in, in verse 4 of 2 Timothy chapter 3. Sometimes then pleasure becomes the ultimate of life. What can we do so that we are happy? What can I do so that I am happy? Some addictions that people have is because they are seeking pleasure for themselves. Addictions we will not be happy to have anyone else know about. Addictions that are so dirty such that if sometimes what is going through our minds was to be broadcasted as part of the announcements in church, we will not be around church. We don't want to sit there and watch. Because of this element of people loving pleasure. And everyone is, is, a, is a candidate, regardless of the depth that you think you may have in salvation. Everyone is a candidate if we do not stand firm and are becoming to that. Lovers of pleasure, gospel nights, extravaganzas, to end the church to denies. One of the things that I have ignorantly done in this life is when I was in the village and I cleared from four, I told myself, you know, I have no books. These books really tortured me so much. Now it's the time to get a girlfriend. And I was not alone with a few other guys in our home church. We decided we need to get girlfriends. Where were these girlfriends from? Same church. So we go to church not because we really want to worship, but because we are going to meet someone. That was a difficult time. I remember one day escorting someone, and we passed by in a village, a place where there's a very fierce dog, and you have really to, to play bold. And then when you get the person to their home, you're coming back and you're wondering where is that boldness. But it was a terrible attitude when I look back because you're thinking of just having fun and enjoying life with someone and you're very clear, I am not headed anywhere with this relationship. No, our sisters, you need to be very careful. Some of these brothers can really, they know there's nowhere, nowhere, we are not going anywhere. It's just you want to be seen together, sitting together in class. And then you'll be invited for the wedding as an usher. The other element is nihilism. And there's a position that argues existence is without any objective meaning. There is no objective meaning. There are no absolutes. I was even saying, you know, 
it will get a point and you'll ask someone, what is the capital city of Kenya? Someone will tell you it depends. Can't be absolute, it can't be Nairobi. It depends with where you are. Your capital city might be just your next village. So because there are no absolute truths, people are disobedient to authority. People are disobedient to parents. I remember sometimes my brother was beaten by my mom. Beaten because of doing something that someone thought he is the one who did it. And after all the beating, he realized, oh, the guy said, no, he was not the one. So it was a guy in the village. And so my mom beat him again for walking with the wrong people. Not because he had done anything wrong, he had not done anything. That our growing up, it was like a military camp. You are beaten, you are not supposed to cry. If you cry, you are beaten. If you don't cry, you are beaten again. Right now, try to ask someone's daughter or son. You will know that you do not know. Translate that. But the other bit is about materialism. Watu wakwenda kupeana macho kwa world coin. Sixty dollars. Sometimes you can do the math of 7,700 shillings. 7,700 shillings. Asubui, I wake up, I have a heater or a jug. Chemsha maji, chocolate, budget is 20 bob. For sure, you can't take two KBFs. Two. You just need to take one and a half during the day. So you count your budget and see if I get 7,000, I think I'm sorted. The issues of gold diggers. Gold digger is not a new word. Sponyo. It's not a new word. People are even creeping this to church. I remember in our church, the church that I attend right now, some people disappeared because they were not being paid uh, to be members of the band. So if you don't pay me, I go to the next church. Someone I was sharing, someone demanded that they need, we, we made an invitation when I was in, I was a CU chairman. Made an invitation to someone, come and speak to us. I, for one day, I'm not coming. We say they are not going to come for one day, we need to give them three days because we cannot waste the anointing of the man of God. There is someone I'm even remembering who said, I can't sleep in that hotel you want me to sleep in. They even dictate People are going to kutafuta nyota. Nyota yako imepotea. They need to go to a certain church. I was actually shocked in one of the midweek uh, services. I just decided to log in. Sometimes I'm just interested to learn about these churches so that as I criticize, <laughs> I criticize with information. Be careful not to get into all things to criticize with information. Some of them you need to be very firm. So there were like 600 people on a, like Tuesday Mchana, 600 people logged in and there are so many people in that church. You know how many people would fit in that church? Thousands. I think I had about 40,000. They knew everyone tithed one shilling for sure. The man of God. It's about masses. I know there are some churches in this Nairobi. 
you, for you to see the pastor, you need an appointment and you need a down payment. Ahead of one, you have to park with 100,000. And that's where politicians go because they are numbers. So this has even gotten into the church. Illuminati cults and the occult for money. Uh, it's shocking. One of my people had connected with online. I was making appeals to anyone who is willing to join Illuminati and they will get money. Be very careful about the love of money. The other bit is about positivism, which holds that any knowledge must be based on actual sense experience. You must sense anything for you to believe it. Such knowledge can come from theories. And that's why so someone will, will not agree with the creation theory, but they want to agree with the Big Bang theory. They want to agree with which other theory? We learned this in history and history and uh, biology. Which theory is this? Evolution. And I think there was a third one which I forget. So it must be about theory. It must be about metaphysics. Until it gets to a point where someone will tell you that your faith does not make sense. That's why we have atheists and we have free thinkers. Including some church called free thinking society. We have gotten into a place, and I remember uh, the last time I preached here, it was in a UP, and, and one guy came at around 1 a.m., came and asked one of the ushers there, a copy of pastor. And I was seated somewhere there. And he called me. He took me there. We talked for some time and really questioned the question about faith. I even had to ask for permission to pray for him. I tried following up. I couldn't get through to him. Can only hope that he is well. But the truth is that he elucidated a reality that there is a lot of pain in the world. A lot of difficulty. And sometimes you can get caught up to so some of these things because they make sense in the moment. And sometimes believing in the God that you do not see becomes difficult. There is utilitarianism, which is the moral value of an action is determined by its overall good to all. Like you can kill someone because you think when you kill them there will be peace. It's the, uh, the belief that the end justifies the means. And this is where the Bible is talking about people who are treacherous, people who are conceited, people who are deceitful, unreliable, and rash. Sometimes people give a bribe. Remember again someone who gave a bribe to get into the army? came to church to give a thanksgiving. The Lord has done it. And then in the same meeting he says, should you require to get into the army, just bring one goat, we tie it into the car, and then we'll have, and same meeting, that's the audacity, same meeting, you need a goat, tie it into the boot of the car, and take to someone, and then your, your things will be well. It's unfortunate as this week that person went, he landed, no longer working. Because if you start things on your own, then you have to maintain it. Sometimes you use God as a means. And I have noted, I hope I'm not becoming political, even as Kenyans, if you tell someone, praise the Lord, they think you are a good person. And I even noted that I needed to be careful about people I interact with. Because when someone brings that spiritual thing, there's someone who had delayed with a report for so long. And I'm thinking, Two weeks with a report. So when I called him, he said, eh, Natoka church. Then I calmed down. 
But you know that people are taking advantage of me because of this spiritual element. Because you are thinking, okay, he's coming from a good place. And people can actually use the name of God in vain. Even in relationships, sometimes place you find very unfaithful people is in the church. The good brother. The home church, another brother, good brother. And then a mission, instead of converting souls, is getting people for his own. Because you are trying to disciple, you know. <laughs> it's discipling for the Lord. Let's be very careful. Cheating in exams. Say, I'm just writing a few points on the wall. This is not what will end up in the exam sheet. But I need to be triggered. Kitongo true so that I am able to remember. You know, as a child of God, I need to be performing well. So it's something good, you know. It's a good thing to perform well. It's a good thing to, to lift the name of Jesus high, but then making some notes. It's just confirming. It's just confirming that what I am writing is what is right. You know. Someone did that, and, and, and I felt so cheated after four years in campus, and they were awarded a first-class honors. Ask God, where are you? Where are you? I've worked so hard, I trusted God for a first-class honors. I needed to fly high. Where are you? Then this guy gets a master's scholarship and he's teaching in the same institution. You know, you even want people to say so-and-so. He got a first-class, he's teaching in the same institution. Missed out the chance, I really questioned God. I really, really questioned God. But I didn't question my motive of doing things right, because I said I'll never cheat in exams. I will never. I would just go with my pen and the exam card. That's all. But God helped me. I even tried scholarships abroad. I could not get it. And of course, I even developed a perspective about, about free things in the name of scholarships. They are not really free, by the way. Not really free. Something must give at the end of the day. Someone is spending money to pay for your education. Something must give. There are people I know, especially the LGBTQ agenda, they are pushing people to take masters in law. And they are going to ensure they are properly funded to push that agenda. So I told God, I'm going to trust you. And even when I joined, I started my master's program. I was only earning 30000 And I said, with this money, I am going to get into class. I walked quite a, I used to walk some distance. And I said, let me do it. Take the long route, even when it doesn't make sense. Interestingly, I graduated before those people who are given master's scholarships. Because at the end of the day, you must ask yourself, is it about the end justifying the means? Or is it you being a child of God, walking a certain path and sticking to it? Because it's, and when you stick to your path, people, people are going to brand you. Actually, even people will call you a coward for refusing to go their own route. We must be very careful to ensure that we we are, we are glorifying the Lord. There's also relativism. The belief in situational ethics because it depends. People will say, from where I sit, this is how I see these things. And you cannot tell them anything else that is different. Or you say anything and you have spoken, someone will say, that's your opinion, doesn't matter. There is also individualism. 
as another thing that comes out as a condition of human beings at these last days. And this is about, it's a, it's a social outlook that stresses about independence and self-reliance. Reminds me, in, especially in, in when we would do our assignments, in high school, in primary school, you're even doing your assignment and you're even hiding because, because you want to become number one and not anyone else. Even when you're taking notes in class and uh, your hand is, many notes you're being dictated for, and your hand, I am securing my future. I decree and declare. That thing of decreeing and declaring, it's not a bad thing, but again, sometimes it has a lot of uh, individualism inside it. Humanism, it's all about me as a human being and the good that I do. And sometimes we forget that God does not call good people. And sometimes when, if, again, I speak about dating, we say, I oh, know he's a good person, surely, where we are He's the one is a good person. I know God wants people to date godly people, not goodly. That's not English, but goodly people. It's a good one. Sometimes we, we start encouraging the LGBTQ agenda because sometimes when you watch movies, they are introduced to you as very innocent people. They love life. And sometimes people want to identify with people who love life. But the other element of humanism, and this one I really found it in, in, in motivational speakers. Until I got to a place, I had to rededicate my life to Christ. I said, Lord, I've been following you for the wrong reason. It's about awaken the giant in you. Awaken the giant. When you go to the mirror, who do you see? Is it a cat or a leopard? <laughs> you are the only enemy of your success. You name it and claim it. You think it's a joke. You go on Facebook. You say, if you don't say amen, you know, there are those uh, texts, uh, God is good. If you don't forward this text to seven people, you are going to do what for the rest of your life? Humanism. And someone signs off that message because they also want their name to, to be in so many WhatsApp platforms. People give you a success formula. Ten ways to be successful. You find that conference is full. Call people for a prayer cash. And that's where success comes from, by the way. Secular humanism has led to nominal Christians. Christians by name. I am a Christian because, now, for some of us who don't have, have Christian names. So, Francis, where does that name come from? I thought it's from France. So that I am just a Christian on a certain, certain circumstance. We are sharing with some of my colleagues. One man who is married was following uh, a sister within the organization. So the sister confronted, confronted this man. She asked him, are you not married? The man said, I am a little married. <laughs> and then he goes to explain what that a little married means. Oh, we don't talk to each other. Oh, I wish I met you earlier. I made a, I made a blunder. Where were you when I was struggling to look for a marriage partner? 
God have mercy. And these are the people that the Bible says they have a form of godliness, but denying its power. So that God is necessary in certain circumstances. Paul tells Timothy, have nothing to do with such people. So how does corruption get into us? Verse 6 talks about they are the kind who warm their way into homes and gain control over the gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. The other version was saying they creep. And I thought about warm. Whenever I, I, I go to shower, there are times when you, the, the hot shower will come with water that is extremely hot. But when you start showering, when the water is cold and it gains heat as time goes by, you're going to bath with that very extreme water, uh, hot water because you started with some nice warm. It's becoming extreme and, it, yeah, and you're just fine. And sometimes this is how things creep. Ideologies creep into our minds that things that we first said, these are not right, this is not godly, Kidogo, we are kind of okay with it. I remember as a believer, you know, I started even questioning certain things in my life. You have, for us, I grew up knowing that the handshake should never go be beyond the hand. I knew that to be true. There's a time I was hugged by a sister. I was in form two. I went to repent. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I even shared with someone in church. Because we were taught this is the way to go. This is the route. I'm not saying it is bad. But when you know you are weak, you just stay off from certain things. As people, I know I have a weak heart, so... It disturbed me as people hugged. Some people got hugged and they moved on with life. Me, I was still not moving on. Accepting and moving on. But the other thing, things can creep and they actually become law. And you had said no. There are things you even said, what are the addiction of pornography? I want to watch for the last time. My friend, that last time even now you're still struggling. But the other bit, making captives of what Paul says gullible women is a scripture. And not really looking at women, but the women in that day were really stayed at home. So being not doing so much sometimes, um, John Calvin says that then they would, be, they would be liable to be taken by such imposters. But in the current context, I look at it, especially I have found myself gullible to temptations of the enemy, when I am simply seated at home doing nothing. Nothing. As some idea comes from nowhere, you say, let me watch a series. Let me watch some status. Let me go to reels. Well, those things that are called reels and shorts. And TikTok, some things that are happening in the midnight that are not godly. Some of those groups in Telegram, only fans. Some of those groups, and you know, no one else knows. 
was saying some of these things with your, is your, is your village got an idea? I tell you, people will not have hope in your village. If anyone got an idea that there are some of these things you are in, an idea, not even the information, just an idea. What am I saying? Do not be made gullible. Are there times I have slept at 2 a.m. doing nothing? Okay, nothing, not, not nothing, nothing, but something that has no value. I think this is where C.S. Lewis says that whatever is not eternally useful is eternally useless. Anything that has no eternal value. And sometimes I have had to ask myself, is whatever I'm doing holding any eternal value? That I'll be shocked, it's almost the end of the semester and all the best in your exams, and I have not read. I try to account for my time. Sometimes it's even money. You've been given pocket money for those who get are privileged to get pocket money from their parents. I didn't have that privilege. And then you start wondering, where did I use this money? Uh, Nikaenda, Nikaenda, Nikaenda. The math refuses to math. And you're wondering. Sometimes being made gullible, we push our hearts to accept certain things. We invest our time. We invest our money. And someone said, the true state of the soul is hidden in private browsing and deleted history. Some of you have gotten it. But Paul, in the second element, he calls upon Timothy to faithfulness to God. Faithfulness to God in opposition. And that verse that uh, the worship leader reminded us of, verse 10. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose, my faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. I tell you for a fact, and I repeat, you will be labeled if you decide to walk the narrow path. I think for this semester, remain in him. Why do we have the words remain in him? Because it is possible for us not to remain. We are supposed to be a living, sac a living sacrifice, but when you get to the altar, where there is fire, you say, eh, maybe not me. Sometimes have we denounced our faith because of certain things that we have met along our way. I had a difficulty counseling a friend who lost a, a number of family members, and they decided, you know, God does not exist because he should have prevented my family members from dying. Just to remind, I reminded him that they are also non-believers. Their family members still die. But again, we can't use circumstances to determine who God is. And Paul is telling Timothy, but you, but you, 
Munish singing about this guy who he was calling Malebo. He got tired of talking to him until he thought, let me just compose a song. And he even says, see nafanya nini? Nalia, namulilia dani, Malebo. And some of you, if you are to really query your life, you might find that you have that t-shirt, that jersey, written Malebo, and you are the owner. You have become a Malebo to your own life, and you know it, and you know that you need to come back to God. And sometimes, we are our own enemies in terms of coming back to God, because we think we have gone too far, which is true, it's an it's an acknowledgement of how far we have gone. It's an acknowledgement that we have really gone far from the will of God. But also to be, to be reminded, to be reminded that God is still waiting. And he sees, he is aware of everything, every detail about your life. And all that is required is simply an action. The words of him, just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed to me, and that thou bidst me to come, O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot, but that thy blood was shed for me, O Lamb of God, I come. Have you not songs we have sung? Sometimes putting them to action when you know we have moved away from the will of God. And he's still calling even this afternoon. And my message is a message of hope. Come back to the Lord. It is possible to come back to him and to remain in him. I think I got shocked when I, 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 I heard the story of one of the lawyers. I'm going to mention their name because it's a public domain. His name is Dan Stan Omari. I was shocked that that guy had been a teacher in some, some village in, I think, in Nyamira County. But he felt, I'm called to do law. The kind of, he's high flying. Of course, dealing with criminal issues, the other things notwithstanding. And for me, when I had the story, because it was yesterday or the day before, and I told myself, there lies in a great value in a person making up their minds. And I tell you, I've been a believer for a number of years now. We Christians have to continue making up our minds to live for God. It does not matter how long you've been in salvation. That does not mean that you will not fall. It also does not matter how much you have fallen because God is still calling. God is still calling even today. And this final charge to Timothy, and this is what I want to leave us with. There will be evil men and imposters who will grow worse and worse, the Bible says in verse 13. They will, grow, they will go from bad to worse, and Ivy says, deceiving and being deceived. Have you gotten into a place where then this has become your lifestyle? Deceiving and being deceived. There was a time I, I was with a guy, I think he was in Jake Ward, 
um, he was watching, I think it was called some expose he was doing, like, find a lady and a man, and then an Awaitisha Simu, he starts reading their texts. There was one word for, I can't remember, guy called the Pluto. Forget that the name of that thing because I, 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 I really struggled with it. But then the thing is, someone says, eh, you cheated me? Na mimi sasa nika, kuchit, game we could draw. We wait for the next season, I'm a half-time ish. <laughs> and by the way, there is someone, that thing looks cool. Si ulifanya, nikafanya. Tuko sawa, you are cheating me, and I am cheating you. I remember seeing one of someone who, the person they were cheating with, I recall them save mom. <laughs> when you see a chat <coughs> on WhatsApp in Nigeria, this one is chatting with mom. And it's possible, and I tell you, one of my pastors calls it the sloppy equation of faith. You know you are getting to a slope, and you want to push the boundaries. By the way, what will happen? You try it. Mm -hmm. Not bad. I will repent. Okay, let's go. You try to push another boundary. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then when you go to the village, everyone is praising you. So uh, life is sour. You come to the sea, you still serve. You probably will preach like myself. You probably will sing. You collect offerings. You do everything. Uh -huh. So we keep on pushing boundaries. Watch and push. My friend, by the time you're realizing where you are, very, very slow. But there is hope. There's hope. Deceiving and being deceived. Have we sometimes gotten into relationships by deceiving? Yes. You tell someone something they want to hear. And sometimes you can take advantage of someone's weakness. You know someone have been has been abused in their home. Yeah, oh, you are looking good. You dress nicely. You are all this and the other. And you know for sure there's something that happened. I remember someone who even asked someone, oh, you have struggles at home? Kuja tuka tukeishi pamoja. I assure you, I will not touch you. This sister, I, I tried to talk to, because sometimes I think as uh, sisters are fall, fall in prayer. Pray for this. Atuguzanangi. I was a sister, man, I used to be called pastor. One bed. One. People who have blood flowing are not water. Right now they're husband and wife. Taking advantage. I tell you, especially being, being, being someone in management wherever I work, I tell you, people present themselves with petitions and they even give you offers for them to get jobs. This one I really have to reprimand. Are you thinking about your wife? Is the situation. One of our HR managers was told, Kujem is in Gambili. My assistant. If you understand what Mizingambili means, I will tell you after the service. And the person who says Mizingambili, married. Very unfortunate. Such that I feel comfortable to do anything that gives me job, gives me work, 
There was something on the papers. One of the actually a speaker in one of the assemblies, I will not mention, whether the National Assembly or the Senate, gets young girls, buying, buys for them vehicles. And then sent goons. Get that vehicle back. That was in the papers. The question is, do you want to live that kind of life? Oh, brothers, do you want to live that kind of life? Where you have to, dis- to deceive people. Some of my dear sisters, do you want to live that kind of life? Deceiving and being deceived. I say this as an elder brother to all of you. Please watch your life. You only have one life, people. One. One. Like this. And there are no rehearsals. You waste your time. Too much time. Too much hard work to recover. But you can make a decision today to remain in him as it is the theme. To be distinct from these people we are reading in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And the charge that Paul gives, verse 14, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. Because you know from whom you have learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures. Some of us grew to be very strong Christians. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And ends by saying, all scripture is God's breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We used to sing neno litasimama ya ulimwengo ya tapita, lakini neno litasimama. This is the word most of us got founded on. This is the word that is in our font. At least we can read it from the font. If you want a hard copy, like me who sometimes enjoys a hard copy, but read it. Are there tough decisions you need to make? For the sake of your life, I challenge you, again as an elder brother, make those tough decisions to live for Christ. It is not easy. I've gotten to a place for me even leaving a place of work because it is disorienting me from my purpose. For me, it's not a negotiable. I work out to leave that place of work as I trust God. I trust God to give me another place of work where it will align with my, my beliefs and nothing taking me away from God. Look at Jesus at the cross dying for you and paying the price for your sin and for my sin. Let us pray. Lord, you have searched us.